Welcome to FisherCast, a Six Feet Under retrospective. I'm your Freedal Director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers. Moira. And I'm Des. And we have a guest with us here, the mother of all IntroCasts, the one who had a birthday yesterday. She couldn't even attend her own podcast, but we are grateful enough to receive her. Um, hello, Steph. What do you say? I say hello. <laughs> but don't call me the mother of all intro. That sounds. You're the mother. Oh, no. The <laughs> mother. She's picturing Jabba the Hutt. Right no. Now. Yeah. I'm picturing, like. No, oh. see, when you say that, you make her sound like this ginormous matriarch, but not in a good way. No. <laughs> I didn't, like, say. Is that what's wrong, Steph? Like, the big mama's <laughs> house of all intro cast. <laughs> I'm giving. I'm just. I'm. I don't. I'm just speaking for her. I don't know what she's actually thinking, but you I, know. But yeah, that's that's pretty. Close. I can speak for yeah. her now. Listen, she's okay. very grateful. Why don't you call her? And we are grateful. The, the, what? <laughs> call her the motherfucker <gasps> of all of the. She would not that's like that. that. <laughs> I think no, no. Call her the creator of the intro cast genre. That sounds good. But originator. The Terminator. <laughs> The originator. Oh, okay. But I still, I hate to take credit for it because I stole the idea from somebody else. <laughs> okay, the thief of all intro cast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, the thief of the intro cast format. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, someone had an idea. You went through with it. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg did the same thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't steal the idea. I was inspired by another podcast. Okay. But Steph, she's the mother of all <laughs> intro casts. <laughs> she is like Gaia. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, <laughs> with that, let's bring in the uh, Darwin Awards, uh, which we honor the idiots in history that snuff themselves out before they reproduce. Uh, this one's called Shoot Boy, and this takes place in the year 2000 in Canada. Ooh. People make mistakes in Canada? <laughs> yeah. No. Never. Almost never. It's so rare. <laughs> anyway, Darwin Awards, people are on the edge of their seats. Um, <laughs> it was a dare that Sheldon, 25, will literally never take again. He and a group of friends found themselves at a Calgary apartment after an evening spent at a local bar. It was there that a joking challenge was issued. Who wants to ride the in-house water slide? The slide was actually a garbage chute. Sheldon volunteered, tumbled into the opening, and his subsequent headlong slide beat the standard elevator service down to the first floor. An unforgiving trash compactor awaited his arrival. His friends administered CPR there until emergency crews arrived on the scene, but they were too late. The 12-story fall had already dispatched Sheldon to his Darwinian demise. Duh. Wow. Wow. How old was he? 21? 25. 25. Wow. Old enough to know better. To take a dare like that, that dude must have been trashed. Anyway, moving on. Oh, ha ha! I just realized it was a joke. <laughs> Some people take longer. 
Oh, Rob, and we can always count on you. <laughs> Sometimes they're very subtle. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> All right, and uh, let's take a break and hear the intro cast that started it all. <laughs> Potential cast. In every generation, there is a podcast where one alone has watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer before. The three others must stand against the spoilers, the synopses, and the forces of DVD commentary tracks. This is Potential Cast. This is Stephanie. This is Kim. I'm Gabby. I'm Illyrio. I see some of myself in Cordelia. I really like that life for some reason. The show does that a lot, and I really like it. Explanation about Buffy's Slayer. Don't tell anyone. That's all the information you need. We do have a lot of feedback. Whether you're brand new to Buffy or you're a seasoned rewatcher, come find us at potentialcast.com. And we're back with, uh, with our mother, Steph. I'm going to start calling her mother. Oh, please don't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, after I that don't want to be anybody's mother. <laughs> you're you already feeling a little old, aren't you, Steph? Yes, I am. <laughs> hey, hey, Steph. You know, you, you can either be a Ruth Fisher, or you can be a Margaret Chenoweth. You know, you can be all like uptight, or you can be like fun and all lots of drugs. <laughs> uh, uh, no, neither one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, open casket viewing, and of course, we need to hear all about this episode from Moira. All right, let's see, season four, episode seven, The Dare. After hiking with George, Ruth drags him to her sister's house, only to find that he is very similar to her deceased husband. Vanessa investigates Rico's strange behavior. Keith lets one of his co-workers in on a little secret. David tries to conquer his fears. Branda looks for a fresh start. A fresh start? I know. (laughs) 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 And Nate tries to connect with a co-worker at the kennel, written by Bruce Eric Kaplan and directed by Peter Weber. All right. They should have called this uh, episode, Everybody Gets Laid. (laughs) (laughs) Or tries to. Yeah. And uh, Bruce Springsteen, Eric Clapton is back again to um, (laughs) write another episode. We had a commentary for this episode from Peter Weber. It was his actual only episode that he directed. Um, He is the the famed director of the movie Hannibal Rising. And uh, I never heard of it. You've never heard of Hannibal Rising? Is that like the latest one? Yeah, well, yeah, it's the prequel to Silence of the Lambs or Red Dragon or something. Uh, That pretty much went straight to video. No wonder. Yeah, Um, (laughs) but uh, yeah, Peter Weber did have a good time. People liked him. They were going to invite him back, but he had other commitments. So this was his only episode in the entire series. Spoilers. Um, but he did say that filming it was a great experience. And, uh, once, you know, being a fan of the show, once he was in the studio and walking around through the different sets, he was like, kind of like a fanboy, you know, just like freaked out that, you know, he walked across the room and now all of a sudden he's inside the Fisher house and he's in, you know, mm-hmm. the Diaz house or whatever, you know? So, but yeah, the commentary, I don't know didn't produce much so we won't be talking much about what peter said as usual as, as i usually try but that was that was interesting 
Um, so, uh, let's start off with, uh, we have uh, a husband and a wife at a uh, hospital and, uh, looks like they've been putting off this visit for quite a while because the wife's tumors are pretty bulgy. Good God. They're visible through her abdomen like the alien baby. Um, she's been in a bit, a bit of pain, in a bit, a bit of pain. Um, and <laughs> And uh, so the doctor offers tests and hopes for the best. Um, and then we see that hope didn't arrive. Uh, so is this the only death that we don't see on screen? I think so. I mean, no. I mean other than we heard the little boy get shot mm-hmm. and didn't see it, obviously. There are other ones we've this not, is not. This is not one where like. We're present when she yeah. dies. Yeah. I, don't think, I can't think of it's any kinda, other one that, that's yeah, done that. Yeah, it's kind of different. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't even remember. I do like the one thing I like most about the deaths is that I always know what year we're in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Seriously, because I was like, "Oh, okay, two thousand four. All right." <laughs> it gives me a point of a point of reference, yeah. you know, when the episode was. I like that. that. And once again, um, we know that the writers of this show, or Alan Ball anyway, doesn't like doctors very much because they once again (laughs) give this physician not really the nicest bedside manner as he's busy blaming her for not having come in soon enough. (laughs) Come on. Well, I've kind of gotten that, you know, like, hey, you know, pull it together. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I I didn't think he was that bad. He was not as bad as uh, Nate's I doctor. Didn't either. Mm-hmm. I thought he was fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was kind of stupid of her to wait that yeah. long. And he's just like, we can. <sighs> I, I I can offer hope. He wasn't like, you know, I don't know, and but walks I away. <laughs> I wouldn't have been telling her that I already thought it might be a. A terminal illness before I'd even gotten a biopsy of it. Okay, right. that's kind of rule All number right. one. And doctors that I've observed, they're not judgmental mm. like that. Yeah. That it is what it is, and mm. because you have it come in, that doesn't matter because it didn't happen. You know, because that's the way it happened. They don't. I don't. I don't ever see doctors chastising the patient mm. or browbeating them. It just. I have. You know. What a, I mean? Oh, I'm sure it happens. I mean, I'm sure it does mm-hmm. happen. How about? And it would depend how well you knew somebody too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like a good friend, you you might say, "Are you really?" But I don't think you'd chastise somebody not in, not in that situation where you're really worried that it's going to be something terrible. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was like I bulgy it alien baby tumor. It was. Like... <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't really, you know, I mean, he wasn't really chastising her too much. He was just saying, "I really wish you would have come in sooner," yeah. you know. He wasn't being really a jerk about it, I didn't think. No, not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we can move Moira's on. overruled. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> the doctor's overruled on doctor stuff. <laughs> Great. I've day. just learned I can be way bitchier. <laughs> <laughs> you can get away with it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll test my limits more. <laughs> Poor Canadians will know what hit them. <laughs> American, American doctoring styles coming into Canada. <laughs> what? What the fuck were you thinking? Why the hell didn't you come sooner? Yeah. <laughs> Twit vid. Yeah. Seriously, you're a wreck. You should go home. Let me just take a quick picture. I got to put this on Twitter. This is awful. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so the next scene, Claire is grinning over a picture of Edie. Um, she is at oh, David's no. and looks like she's been staying there a while. Um, but David wants her out. He thinks he's ba- better. He doesn't want his babysitter babysitting him. Um, and then they talk. That's about- really sweet. Uh, that's really sweet of Claire to go and stay with David because you know she just got out of the house into like the apartment over the garage and and gained a level of independence mm-hmm. there. And you know, and then she goes and stays with David where she loses that level of independence that she had. I thought that was really sweet that she did that for her brother. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Selfless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like David and Keith's nook. Their little the breakfast nook. nook. Their yeah. breakfast nook. Yes. I love I that. Love the booth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, I don't remember that in the Fisher kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> then I where are they? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they heard some cats going at it. <laughs> and it sounded worse than George and Ruth, apparently. So. <laughs> That's yeah. a best line. Oh. Yeah. Um, Rico is trying to make a clean break from Sophia, who's, who's trying to quit smoking, I guess. Uh, and Rico mm-hmm. needs, uh, says he needs more guy friends. Um, and he gave her the money, but it seems like he doesn't really believe the whole lupus thing. And she shakes her boobs to, uh, make sure that she, he knows that there's lupus in there. Mm-hmm. Just look at these. No, she scratches no. herself. It's so funny. Lupus rash doesn't even itch. <laughs> it's like, no Jesus. one believes that she has lupus. <laughs> well, I've got a question. So they're not sleeping together. Nope. Right. Uh-huh. I just, I had assumed that they were. And then later, you know, at the, towards the end of this episode, I was like, well, maybe they're not actually sleeping together. And so he doesn't feel like he's doing anything wrong. Right. Well, yeah, no, no, she did. Not, she then. did. She did give him one blowy. So you know, yeah. I mean, he did do something wrong, even with, to his degree of something wrong. But uh, mm-hmm. other, yeah, other than that, you know, they never did anything else. So I mm-hmm. guess he can be a little self righteous about it, asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, he was supposed to bring this book, Jack the Pig, um, but he forgot it, and uh, and. Sophia lays the last, last bit of guilt on him and saying, people promise mm-hmm. things but leave when they get tired of you. Well, maybe if you weren't so annoying. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, in the next scene, uh, Ruth uh, is making a guest starring appearance on Futurama. <laughs> 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 Would you guys think of this? You'll have to remind me of what that means she's because dust- I don't remember what scene it she's was. She's dusting off George's rock collection and all of a sudden all of his wife's heads are in jars laughing at her. I, I thought it was oh, okay. hilarious. <laughs> it was so freakish but funny. <laughs> oh, God. Shows Ruth's state of paranoia, doesn't it? <laughs> um... Rico is doing an intake downstairs for, uh, or, uh, it's not, sorry, not, well, it is downstairs. It's downstairs from the kitchen. And, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, okay. Rico is doing an intake for the man and his son, uh, the, the husband of uh, the lead with the tumors. And uh, Nate shows up late, and the father can't decide on a casket. And it, looked, and it turns out that the son had no idea that his mother was sick and is pretty mm-hmm. pissed about it. And Rico got on Nate's case about um, being late and told him if you wanted to be here, be here. And I agree with Rico. Right. <laughs> yeah. Remember, remember when Nate was good at his job and he cared? 
<laughs> now he just half asses it. Which you know, I mean, if you're gonna do that, why bother doing it at all? You're not helping that much. Yeah, I mean, Nate really in the last episode, Nate was on my good side, and now he's slipping off of it again. And he's yeah. not. And he's not being evil, Nate either. He's just being inconsiderate, Nate. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really su- it really sucks, you know. If he was, if he was being evil, screaming Nate, I get a huge kick out of it. But <laughs> <laughs> that's not that what I thought you were going to get huge. <laughs> oh, sorry, my mind was somewhere else. <laughs> no, I'm going to put no. Des's head in the jar. <laughs> you should. I'm send George after you. Okay. <laughs> oh God, that's a fate worth the George. Oh, George. George. I'm not scared of He's going to make I you watch him, him use his neti pot. And talk to you about rocks for days. <laughs> he, could not, he could not make me do anything. Oh, my God. I a neti pot is a terrible gift. Did y'all cover <laughs> that last time? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, uh, downstairs, we see David's been cleaning, cleaning like crazy. Um, and he's been pretty much staying out of sight. He's been like downstairs just working 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 and not doing any intakes or anything like that um and yeah remember when, uh remember when david wasn't all traumatized and annoying those are the good old days we're gonna deal with this all friggin season the rest of the season aren't we maybe even the entire who series we'll who knows maybe oh for God's <laughs> he's sake. not gonna forget about it <laughs> well we just i mean hey you know what Oh, cleaning is therapeutic. If I'm distressed about something and I go and tidy up the kitchen and it ends up brand spanking spotless afterward, I feel better. Mm. So, you know what? I can relate to this a little bit with David, although I don't do it to his extent. <laughs> but still. That doesn't work for me. I mean, I like, I feel, I feel good when I clean stuff, but not, like, if I'm distressed, it doesn't help. Mm. Maybe it's a control thing. Mm. Maybe he felt out of control uh, during the, the, the trauma and cleaning is a gives him a sense of control. Order. Or it's just something he can do well and see the end result of that's safe and he doesn't have to deal with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah All of the above, there. But yeah, there's been anyway. there's been an arrangement. David stays downstairs, Nate's upstairs, and uh mm-hmm. Rico is says he's sick of catering to their problems. <laughs> Which makes Rico a bit of a dick, in my opinion, because yeah. okay, I don't. To be fair to Rico, I don't know how much the Fisher family has shared with him, because mm-hmm. most of them don't realize the extent to which David was traumatized. But still, the guy was carjacked and beaten up, mm-hmm. so you could cut him a little slack, Rico. <laughs> yeah, remember when Rico's wife was suffering through depression, <laughs> and he had he wanted all this special consideration remember that it was just her suffering depression she didn't get carjacked and almost killed you know uh, six feet under selfish people have problems <laughs> uh, maybe in maybe in the end they'll finally be able to be considerate of each other all at the same no. time <laughs> I doubt no it. they only can have sex all at the same time that they oh, can yeah. do but yeah. <laughs> um, so Rico wants David to pick the body up, but Nate reminds him that David can't take the van. Um, and uh, Nate has to go to a quote-unquote get-together with daycare parents. Uh, Liar. And Rico, we see that uh, the book he left down there, so he picks the book up on his way out. 
Um, Claire is fawning over Edie's picture back at home when Edie comes out of the bathroom and, uh, wondering, wonders what she's hiding. So, uh, Claire admits it's her, but she says it's so good. It's, it's so good that it's just for her, but Edie gets a look at it and says she really needs to show it at class. And, uh, she happens, she, she has a laugh because she says that finally America's next top model paid off. <laughs> watching all of it i agree that she needed to show it at class if she felt that good about Mm -hmm. it then it was you know probably good and you know she should definitely show it so she can show some good work yeah yeah in the in the very first scene when she's at david's house looking at the picture and gazing at it adoringly i took it more that she was just smitten smitten i I didn't take it so much as being about the work me too yeah, me too. <laughs> and and I think it, to be fair, now I'm going. Well, yeah, it's probably a bit of both. Hmm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I still think she's smitten with her completely. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, she looks damn hot in that picture. It's a great picture. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's got some great eyes. That uh, Edie. I forgot what her real name is. Mina. Mina. Thank Mars. you. I'm a dummy. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we see where Nate is. He's at a hotel with Brenda. And they've been doing this for a few weeks. And uh, surprise, <laughs> she starts uh, blaming it on Joe's perversions that she's looking for some real sex, basically. And Nate says, "No way, it's totally about you." And and I used to be Joe, and you know what? I'm enjoying it now. And, okay, I'm know. such I'm such an idiot because, um, okay, you guys can all laugh at me all you want. When I saw this, I thought, oh. So, no, it wasn't that you came back to Nate and the two of you realized you need to be together and that you actually ended things with Joe. <laughs> no, you just are sleeping on the side, which is your old pattern. Mm-hmm. And so I went, I just, oh, really? She can't change. So I was, just, yeah. she said. I was I, disappointed. And once, I knew once, she hadn't. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, once they talked about it, I thought, oh, yeah, Moira, come on. This is Brenda's pattern. Why are you so shocked? <laughs> That's why I felt a little bit stupid that I was sucker. <laughs> I had no illusions that she had broken up with Joe. But, you know, her blaming herself was so, I mean, bla- her blaming Joe instead of herself was so, like, how she used to be. Falling back into those old patterns of, you yeah. know, not taking responsibility. That irked me because I thought she had grown. I felt badly for Joe. Yeah. And then we have a weird moment where Nate admires his sperm-filled condom. (laughs) Mm. Oh, my God. Why? (laughs) That was so gross. (laughs) I don't know that that's really a moment I've ever shared. (laughs) Lying in bed, staring at a condom together. It must be a real intimate moment. Really binding. (laughs) Well, <laughs> honey. Hey, your horn blows. <laughs> That's like on the street down the road, too. <laughs> uh, Steph, I need your reactions on this. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm very comfortable. Yeah, I guess he was just like, you know, we're trying to make it. We're trying to downplay this and say that it's just casual. But... Like the condom stood for the overall. It's very heavy that, you know, we're potentially screwing up people's lives here and affecting other people. I guess that's what the point of that was. I like that. I took it as he wanted to have babies with Brenda. 
Yeah, he says the sperm is so tiny, but it does so much. But, yeah. Maybe it's foreshadowing. Mm. Mm. Could Maybe. be. Maybe they're going to make a baby. More hey, Joe's spermies. Joe's spermies aren't good swimmers. Maybe Nate's Maybe are. this whole... Maybe this one will be cute. <gasps> oh, the haircut! Did you see the haircut this episode? Oh my god, it was the worst little mullet I ever did see. It was. It made her uglier. It made me want to cry for that I'm baby. Start censoring you. I think so. <gasps> You're gonna be like beep 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 beep. Oh, really? Does beep 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 beep. censor me. You will not censor me. Damn it, Robin. So. um... While Nate's admiring his sperm, George and Ruth eat. Um, and, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, Ew. We're having a, they're having a quiet dinner. And then George says he's going to go hunt for fossils in Cold Canyon. It's his annual trip. Um, he invites her, but she says she's got to return some library books. <laughs> and then she just says, you know, I want you to do whatever you, you want to do with whoever you want to do it with. And, uh, and then she goes, oh, I really want to go. <laughs> So there's that. Um, Celeste is freaking out about an earring she lost. Uh, she got it from someone who really knows her, and that you know she's really upset about losing it. And the only one thing that will make her feel better <laughs> is getting worshipped at a gay club. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, doesn't everybody do that when they're down? That's what I yeah. do. <laughs> And it's not just a gay club. It's a a gay club in the Midwest, which is the most, like, it's like the gays in the Midwest don't really know what goes on at a gay club. They just, like, think they know what goes on in New York or California, and so they think they're supposed to dance to disco. Because it was the most, like, passe song and did you see a guy wandering, like an old what? guy wandering by? With... <laughs> How many gay bars do you go to, Steph? I, I know I, don't, I haven't been to any, but I'm saying they're they're making fun of the Midwest, saying that. Well, I have, and they're kind, some of them are kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, I was it I was, was at definitely... one. It turned out, and it was like a really quaint place, and I had, and like me and my friend were like like twenty one, twenty two, like stumbling from like bar hopping. In, in a city we didn't know, and just all of a sudden, <laughs> we had that, you know, the Blue Oyster moment from uh, Police Academy. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about, but basically, just like going to a bar, having a drink, and then just turning around and being like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Was this when you were on tour with Fish? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, do, I think it was down in Atlanta, so, Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, we got a quick thing. Uh, you know, we see, okay, well, this is what Keith is doing, and here's what David's doing. He's in bed. Um, and then we go back to uh, David and Keith, at, or not David and Keith, uh, Keith and Javier, Javier, Bobby Carnival, Carnival. Um, mm-hmm. And they're at the gay bar, and um, uh, Javier is creeped out. And Celeste is looking a bit jealous, I think, when uh, David calls uh, and Keith is on the phone. And David tells him um, <laughs> tells him to tell everyone the old lady is on her woman's time. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Oh, that was funny. And uh, 
And then, you know, when he gets off the phone, um, he finally confesses to Javier that he not only is gay, he's really, really gay. <laughs> and I said, yay! You told me. Yay! Uh, so we're on the walk uh, up to the canyon there, and uh, Ruth is getting hydrated. What did you guys think about this whole uh, discussion? I, she got- why did she go? She didn't want to go. She's just going to complain. She acted like a child, and he treated her like a child. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, really, it was. You know, I mean, the, he's he did just like I. You know, I've done that before. Where it's like, well, um, she said, "You well, you have water. You told me you didn't have any. Well, I did told you I didn't have any because I didn't want you to drink all yours at the same time. I've done that before to my children when they're small. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I, you know, an adult, give me a break. But it just showed also... to me that their whole relationship is not much of a friendship. That no. they yeah. they have friction about everything. everything. They bicker about the everything, and it's exhausting to watch them. <laughs> it really, really is. I cannot wait till he's gone. I cannot. I, you know, I cringe whenever I hear his voice now. This, I, <laughs> I loved, um, what's James his face? Cromwell. Um, James Cromwell. Yeah, I love James Cromwell. Now I cringe when I hear his voice. <laughs> yeah, I guess all so- I can figure is he's resentful towards her for forcing him to uh, go meet with his son. Mm-hmm. He didn't want I think to, he's to deal just, with that. I think he's just that kind of person, though, that's like, ugh. Such an, uh, he, I think he's probably like that all the time. It wasn't just a sudden. Well, I think thing. we heard it in the last episode. He's upset because she asks, asks too many effing questions. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, he's an asshole. Um, so uh, Ruth decides that she's going to go see uh, her sister Sarah. And family is important to me, even though it isn't to you. And um, I don't know about you, but I cheered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. I was excited, and you know I'm not a big fan, but it had to be I cheered even one. more when I saw who else was there. So. <laughs> yes. All right, spoilers. Um, so uh, mm-hmm. I didn't say it. <laughs> Nate is uh, irritated that Ruth is gone, and he needs a babysitter. And Claire says she's busy, and um, apparently he has a date with Miley, and uh, you know what? I thought for sure. He was saying that, mm-hmm. but he really was going out with Brenda. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, too. I, yeah. yeah, I thought Miley... I, you know, part of it is I'd forgotten who Miley even mm-hmm. was. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, And then oh, he starts giving Claire all sorts of guilt about having to come back. I... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> I just kind of was like... Wait, I don't remember this. What was he well, saying? I forget exactly what he says, but I wrote... I wrote gives Claire guilt about having to come back, but... I, he he was saying how, you know, he didn't want to come back, and, yeah. you know, if he hadn't had to, and blah, 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 mm-hmm. and just being really ugly about it. Blame, basically blaming her without saying it. Oh, you mean coming back to work in the funeral yes. home? Oh, exactly. now I know what you're talking about. Yes. I thought you meant coming back from babysitting or coming back from a date. I didn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And, uh, uh, we have Anita's there too. She says she's got a, she's going on a date with Russell and, uh, Claire's like, Oh darn me and Edie tonight alone. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, David comes upstairs looking all sorts of messed up. Um, and then Claire invites David to go to the movies with her and Edie. 
And then the best movement moment in Six Feet Under happens. Refresh my memory. I'm a lonely little petunia in an oh, okay, now that yes. was ridiculous. <laughs> I thought that was great. That, that was, was just like something, something three siblings would do. Oh my god, it was I, so cute. It's something they shouldn't have done in front of other people. Let's put it that way. Maya, yes, but Anita, no, because wow, that was just. Yeah. Well, it's funny because she's like, "Where did that song come from?" And like, "Oh, my, our mother used to sing it to her." And she's like, "That explains a lot." <laughs> yes, I agree with Anita because <laughs> it's really just kind of like, uh, you know, basically picking on a baby for crying song. <laughs> it's really funny, <laughs> and uh, I can I Maya put that uh, I don't, in the episode. It's so funny. It's just it comes out of the blue. Yeah. I didn't see that one coming at all. And it's hilarious, but and the shot—it was shot well too. I like the way the camera angle and everything. Yeah, Yeah. and they join in. They gradually all join in, and then we have a little threesome singing this song. Yeah, it's like oh, I know this one. (laughs) Like if anything is going to bring them joy, it's uh, cheering Maya up. Love it. And uh, I don't know if uh, (laughs) it was Bronwyn or Brenna Tosh doing this scene. Uh, but I can tell you she was very naturalistic in her performance. I actually performed the same song to my daughter and my daughter gave me the same exact look. <laughs> like, what the hell are you yeah, doing? Yeah. You crazy? Just kind of like, what? <laughs> it, especially when he comes to the cry, he's like, um, All right, so... Um, let's spend about 10 more minutes talking about this and I'll be all set. <laughs> so it was so cute. That I'm baby. sure Robin, you've okay. recorded your own rendition of it to play to your daughter. Anytime <laughs> she needs it. <laughs> um, so Rico, um, leaves the, a package, which has the book in it outside Sophia's. And then we turn around and we see, Vanessa's watching. Oh no! Yay! My wife and I were like, "Yes." <laughs> I'm so glad that she's finding out, and we can put this all behind us. Oh, it was like an episode of The Wire. You know, you just like you see these kids <laughs> on the street corner, and all of a sudden you you look, and there's uh, what's uh, Omar watching or something? <laughs> Omar coming. Okay. Um, Man's got to have a code. <laughs> so uh, Joe is unpacking stuff, and uh, Brenda is looking a little sad. She said she got her got her period, and, uh, you know, she's a little bit, you know, explains that she's sad that it didn't happen. And Joe suggests that they should try it again. No, 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 Robin. Did I, I get that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She doesn't really say that she's sad. He interprets that she's sad. Oh, sorry. She looks yeah. more he like she's begrudgingly be telling him, mm-hmm. but it's to me more like she was relieved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and he too. wants her to be sad. Oh, yes. I, yeah. Yep. I was just, I wasn't saying Brenda was genuinely sad she didn't get pregnant. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how it okay. was to Joe. But yeah. Um, so we're uh, back at Grey's Anatomy. Um, where the teacher, <laughs> the doctor is Dr. taking Han. time. Do- Dr. Dr. Han. Han is here, um, uh, looking, uh, judging, critiquing, 
I'm trying to come up with the best words. Wow. Uh, critiquing with, uh, critiquing, oh my gosh, it's like I'm Nate at the drive-thru all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, <no>. Sorry. <clears throat> so uh, she's still kind of unsatisfied by the pictures. And um, Elise in the back speaks up and says that her problem is that um, it's it's finite. And the, you know, the teacher agrees, oh, show us something. We got nothing less to ponder, left to ponder, except for this picture of Edie. And uh, you know, yes, art is so subjective. It is, and it irks me when people critique other people's work like that mm-hmm. because you know, if, because uh, it's subjective. It really is. It's subjective. It's but it's, she's it's the teacher. And she's trying to make her aware of what potentially can um, occur when somebody looks at her work. So I, I actually thought that was valid. See, I, I don't, I didn't get any of the stuff that the teacher was complaining about from her work. So you know, I mean, it's like I said, it's subjective. I think when she talks about Edie's picture and how it differs from the others, uh, that's you know, to me, that makes the rest of the critique valid. Mm-hmm. People should be able to do what to make whatever kind of art they want to make. So you're thinking art Whether schools should not other exist? Like it or not. Basically, I yeah, that's what that would mean. I understand art school anyways because, like I said, art is subjective. Art is creativity. Art is you creating something you want to create to put across a feeling or an emotion or, you know, a state of mind. So how are you going to teach that? You know what I mean? It just, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. But what's cool about the scene isn't so much that it's more, you know, the description the teacher gives of Edie and what she's evoking, which I thought, yeah, come, you yeah. Know, am I touchable? Do you want to touch me? I mean, talk about <laughs> striking Claire right between yeah. the eyes. She, <laughs> wow. Well, look- at the picture, I mean, clearly she was looking at the photographer photographer that way, mm-hmm. and that was Claire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's no surprise to me that the girl said, you know, your girlfriend because, you know, yeah. from the look she was giving in the yeah. picture. Oh, snotty little Elise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Who's jealous because she's not a lesbian, so she can't get good marks. <laughs> yeah, it's going to kill me if I don't get out what the teacher actually says. She says uh, about Edie's picture, she wants us to come closer as if to dare us. What is the dare? What's so scary about being close to someone? It haunts us. So. Whatever. Whatever that means. Well, we... Okay, so the, the title of the episode is... The Dare. That Edie is daring... Um, Claire, and um, later on, Javier is Darren Keith, and anything else? Well, no, I don't think so. Yeah, well, I mean, we could talk about it more later, I think. I mean, if if it comes up to you during during any of these scenes where it might be applied, it'd be a good idea, too, to bring it up. But, uh, um, so... Yeah, uh, Claire tries to get Anita's help, of course, Anita is terrible at helping Claire in these situations. <laughs> She's not Claire's girlfriend that I know of. And 
and we are in Topanga Canyon at Aunt Sarah's, and Yay! they hug, and Bruce <laughs> cries her eyes out, and then loses it even more when she sees Bettina. That it's made me Ruth. so sad for Ruth. I mean, was she? I don't know why. I mean, I, I'm not sure why she's crying, but to me, it felt like she's crying because her husband's so terrible. <laughs> yep. Even <laughs> that, or she's a sister, you know? You know, some people are just emotional. Some people yeah, are just criers. I think there's more there. I think it's. Yes. I've been. I've been little miss quiet. I mean, we hear a little bit about Ruth since the whole. Um, you know, since she, you know, basically she had to be start being quiet. She started catering. Is that that's the only way she's gonna, you know, she's not fighting this anymore. She's now being quiet while he drives. You know, because it bothers him. She's um, oh. she's not being, she's not free to be herself. Right. He's like, yes. he's controlling her, and it, she's not her. happy. Her children, and that's what I got from her yeah. crying was that she was miserable and. You know, her sister, you know, you see somebody, your family member like that, you know, when you're so miserable and it's just like, you just can't stop the emotion from coming I think out. you're right, Des. I think it's that it, it struck a chord in her that this is, these are people she can really let out her feelings to. It's Sarah yeah. and Bettina she connected... are like rays of sunshine. So. Yes, exactly. People who her for the way she yeah. is and will, you know, be there for her in her time of deed and not control her and, you know, belittle her. Mm -hmm. And we see that Sarah has been teaching art to kids and, uh, they made little monsters. Um, that makes so much sense. I bet she would be a really good teacher at like a young level, you know, children who are like preschool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, cause she's very, She's very, yeah, 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 exactly. And, and sober yeah. Sarah is such a delight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Compared to addicted Sarah or yes. whatever she was before. Yeah. I like so much better. And, uh, you know, while Sarah and her are talking, Bettina's already getting irritated with George. <laughs> it's a whole uh, <laughs> history of paper mache. Paper mache. <laughs> that <was> so funny. <laughs> I tell you, if you watch in the background Bettina talking to George in a couple of scenes, that there is just, you can see just Kathy Bates totally acting up like, I want to get as far as way as far away as possible. And I'm trying to look as interested as possible as well, too, you know? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Bettina uh, uh, said that Ruth's actually been ignoring her phone calls since she got back. Oh, Ruth. But, uh, yeah, she says stay for dinner. Vanessa, still outside. She's on her stakeout and uh, talking on the phone with Angelica. And uh, then spots Sophia and uh, says that the charity has a double D. And Angelica <laughs> says, I will cut his balls off. <laughs> and, uh, I love girl fights. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, we see the final, like, nail in the coffin for Rico is that little smile that Sophia has when she opens the package. You know? And then she okay. says, Angelica, I need you to take the boys. <laughs> but she can't because she's too self. Yeah, she's too busy dealing with her hair. <laughs> Classic. Uh, it was funny. Uh, it's not actually, it's not really explained very fully that 
and Angelica is like, at, you know, being worked on in a makeup trailer. Cause my, my wife thought she was at like, you know, like the hair salon. She's like, what are they putting on that person's face? No, she said, she said that, um, uh, the show just won't die. Their, the, oh, that's the right. Actors yeah. They were just like phoning it that's in. Right. The show won't die. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she made a comment. Um, so, Steph, I'll send you a little squee because the next scene, we are actually at the arc light. That's where they filmed it. Um, <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's on my bucket list. <laughs> the arc light. Okay, the arc light. Go ahead. Sorry. You want to talk about the arc light? Oh, when they were watching the movie? Yeah. Oh. Yep, the arc light in the draft house. Mm-hmm. The Alamo Draft House. I will go Never there one day. The Arclight Theater is infamous for making people shut the heck up while watching movies and won't let people in that, you know, like, I don't know, have like a screaming kid or, you know, tell people to turn their cell phones off, like for real. Awesome. <laughs> Not just put up a little disclaimer before a movie. Yeah, they're, they're pretty awesome. I've always wanted to go too. I heard they're also pretty expensive as well, but. You pay for the great uh, time at the theater, I suppose. I guess so. Um, so, yeah, they're watching the trailer for The Prince and Me. And uh, David asks uh, Claire if she thinks that uh, Julia Stiles is pretty. And she's like, what do I know? I don't like girls. <laughs> David says you used to love <laughs> so Jennifer Aniston. Oh, and then we see a trailer for the uh, movie The Clearing. And I was wondering what movie that was. So was I. It looked very melodramatic and over the it's top. It's really not good. Willem Dafoe and Robert Redford. I couldn't place it at all. Yeah, it looks great. It's got Helen Mirren in it as well. It looks great. It's not good. I just... I, would, I wouldn't say it looked great. Well, you know, it's got good <laughs> it actors, good performances. You see, you know, like... You'd um, think it would be a good movie in its but, form. But yeah, Willem Dafoe, yeah, like, no, pulls a gun on Robert Redford in a car and immediately David goes into panic attack and uh, yeah. leaves. Uh, um, at a, an Italian restaurant, by the way, this is a real Italian restaurant where they filmed in LA. Not hmm. just a set. Um, Nate is on a date with Miley. Steph, did you notice who Miley is? Miley is uh, the, Regina. Regina, yes. the, the mayor, the evil queen. Yep. She's awful. She's terrible. I hate her guts. But, but like, awesome. like the character? Or? She's a great... Oh, oh yeah, the character. Oh. She's, you know, you love to hate yeah. her. She's awful. Yeah. She's so good at being bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're talking about gross photos. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and, uh, yeah, she wants to relax and have fun. And uh, say what what kind of things do you like to do? And it's kind of implied that they're gonna get out of there. Um, and back at um, Sarah's, Bettina and Sarah are talking about. Well, Sarah's talking about you know basically chasing Julia Roberts and having all sorts of uh, adventures or whatever. And uh, Bettina asks about George's son <laughs> pretty crudely. <laughs> George says he needs to watch a documentary on PBS, and he's gonna just retire. Well, well, he was rude. Mm. I mean, I thought he was more rude than she was. She was, 
you know, tactless, but he was rude. She was tactless, but she was, like, relating at the same time. She's like, oh, come on, my, my kids are terrible to me, too. You know, let's, like, let's yeah, talk about she it. she was you know? being relate. typical, Bettina. Right. And he just shut and, it down. He could have he could have said he didn't want to discuss it and still stayed and chatted about other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm glad he left. <laughs> and he was bringing the ring down. Another great moment yep. in this is the look that Bettina and, and Sarah exchange with each other as George yes. Stevens. Yes. <laughs> you know what it is? It's because the chemistry between uh, Bettina and Sarah and Ruth is so natural. Mm-hmm. It's just so refreshing, yeah. and George is such a stick in the mud. Mm-hmm. And Georgia Ruth... Bettina are just such polar opposites, and they yes. just rub each other the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll talk more about Ruth's behavior as we go along. Um, but, hmm. At uh, well, it looks like David didn't go home. He actually went to a bar. And uh, another little trivia bit: this is one of the last things I got from the commentary. Um, this is the same restaurant that Nate was on a date with with Miley. But they lit it all differently. <laughs> so. It looked like the same kind of Italian restaurant thing, and I wondered why he ended up in that place because it wasn't a bar; it was like a restaurant. Yeah. But you know, it looked like he was, you know, going to drink. So why wouldn't he just go to a bar? So let's go to TGI Fridays maybe, and hang out at the bar. Yeah, maybe yeah, it was no, just the closest odd. thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Um, so David gets his father's drink, and uh, is it, was it a rusty nail? Or <laughs> yeah. No, no, not a rusty nail. Gimlet. Gimlet. Vodka Gimlet. Gimlet. Yeah, that's right. Um, and paranoia takes over, and all the people are looking at him and saying, "Look at the wimp! Let's kill him! I bet we can hide the body or whatever." When the yeah. bartender greets him with onion rings, and yes, <laughs> that would change my day around too. <laughs> For onion rings, yay! Um, <laughs> in the back of the limo, <laughs> Celeste is admiring Keith, and Keith figures it out and says, "Ah, oh, Javier, damn it!" <laughs> so Javier has actually been <laughs> blabbing this to looks like everyone because the guys up front are kind of grinning about it too. <laughs> of course, he did. <laughs> oh, hey! At least everybody knows now, yep. so we can yeah. move along with it. That's good. And Celeste says that he she thinks that pretty much Javier is crushing on Keith. I don't think so. Um, back with the girls, they're eating dinner. We find out that Sarah meets men on the net. <laughs> um, and uh, how do you meet men on salon? What is salon? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> salon dot com. It's like a magazine. How do you meet somebody there? I don't know. Maybe it was different back Struck then. Struck up the a conversation Mrs. Ford's in the comments. I don't know. Yeah. Comments, message boards, things like that. Um, yeah. So uh, they're wondering where George is all this time, and Ruth makes an excuse for him. while he gets caught up in his programs or whatever. And Bettina is laughing at the fact that he's caught up in something wow. like that. More rudeness. <laughs> wow. Well, this is the part where I was going to say, um, it's Ruth making excuses for George's atrocious behavior already, mm-hmm. and they haven't even been married for that long. <laughs> That's where I was going with it. It's just, yeah. just It really is hard to see Ruth just slide into this horrible place, you know? Like, after after yeah. fighting so hard to, you know, get some honesty out of him, and then all of a sudden it's like, now now she's 
being pretty Roll over. pathetic. Yeah. And, and it's ironic when you remember that her rationale for marrying him so quickly was because you never know how much time you have left yeah. and you need to grab the joy while you yeah. can. <laughs> well, yeah. Ruth, here's your joy. The joy is gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, what surprises me um, is that, um, I mean, they offer to let them stay overnight because, you know, George doesn't like driving at night or something. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't like driving at night. He doesn't like her talking right. when he drives right. at night. And uh, and we, I, I was waiting for like a scene for them to put in here, like them talking George into staying overnight at this hippie commune. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, so uh, the next scene we have um, Vanessa trying not to explode. And back at the movies, uh, Edie and Claire are getting a little closer. Uh, there's a little bit of body contact between pinkies. And Pinky we see touch. that Claire, it's like the world to Claire. <laughs> like it's, it's like everything. You know, She's looks like she's having a big rush out of it. Um so Nate brings Miley to the same hotel, it looks like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. The clerk must have saw him go by. He's like, what's up, Chucks and McKee? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Miley is getting a huge kick out of this. She's like, oh, it's so dirty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Miley. David uh, wants to have one more drink, but it's closing time. So he brings the bartender home. And oh, as he's about to go down on him, he gets a flash of the whole gun and mouth thing. <sighs> bartender says, why do I pick the crazies? Oh, uh, uh, David, David, David. You yeah. should have gone to talk to somebody. Yes, the sooner you do that, the sooner we can get past this. <laughs> Meanwhile, Javier gets a gives Keith a message from Hey, would you blow me? And Keith cannot oh, get wow. it right. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a lot funnier if it didn't go on so long. <laughs> it was terrible. It was painful because I knew what it was. Right exactly. Away. Oh god. Oh man, I thought it was funny. Um, but at the end, uh, Javier says, "Sure, I'll blow you, Kay." What? I'm pretty sure he's not hitting on him. Mm. And if Keith tries to make a move or flirts, it's going to be bad. Because it feels like he's like just a straight guy who's like accepting but has to tease them because, you know, he's got to tease other guys. And that's the way guys like to, you know, sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, making fun of each other. Mm -hmm. And so this is what he has to make fun of him about. Mm Mm-hmm. He's all right with yeah. I mean, he's all right with it, but I don't don't know. I don't know because the way Celeste was evasive in the car and wouldn't confirm Mm -hmm. that it's really straight. That I think Celeste probably has good gaydar. I have a feeling though that if Keith hits on um, uh, Javier, then he is going to um, be pissed off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like he wasn't, he was going to get mad and sit, you know, be like, I wasn't hitting on you and shit like that. You know how. Yeah. I've seen it before. Let's just say I've seen it before. Um, so Nate wakes up and sees a real petunia 
It's Lisa. <laughs> She's here. She's oh, back. <laughs> okay, can I just say that was the strangest outfit because just you know, yeah. or notice she can barely walk in it. Like when they were shooting yeah. her, you hear this funny shuffling sound <laughs> as she was moving, but you didn't really see her take any steps. I think it would have been hysterically funny to see what she looked like when she was trying to move in that getup. <laughs> Uh, oh, the director God. did say that they had a fun few takes of uh, of uh, Lily Taylor <laughs> pelting Peter Krause with plastic onions. <laughs> uh, That's the best. <laughs> so yeah, Lisa um, says that she's giving him her blessing. Yeah, yes, to make a connection, have a life with her. You didn't give me. Stop at the hotel. Stop with the crazy acts. Start a new life. And Nate says he can't deal with the pain. He might lose her or whatever. And then that's when Lisa starts pelting him and says, life is pain. Get used to it. Yeah. Life is pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Edie is dropping Claire off. And then she lays the smooches on her. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, but Claire barely reacts. It looks like she's confused. Conflicted. Mm-hmm. Edie lays it down. She's like, you know, I don't understand what's going on here. I could be into you if you're into me. Just say something, you know. And Claire says he he can't. She can't say it, but ah, uh, sweetness. She says she inspire me. You're special. You make me feel special. And then Edie lays another whopper on her, but Claire just can't get into it and leaves. Thoughts. Well, you know, I mean, Edie, okay, Edie knows that Claire hasn't been with girls. She's been with guys and everything. So this is something totally new for her. I mean, she should probably, you know, be able to understand why she's conflicted. You know what I mean? I think she does, though. I I, I didn't get the sense that she was not Mm -hmm. understanding it. I feel like she was kind of a little too. She, I, I think she needs to do, give it a little more time, ease into it a little more. You know, well, what I, mean? I mean, gay or straight emotions are emotions, and I think Edie was really is really starting to fall for Claire too. You know, it's it's not just like a one sided thing. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, she doesn't. She does. I mean, in the the last scene with them, you know, th- she doesn't seem like, you know, she's like upset by the whole what what happened with Claire. She seems understanding. But we'll get to that. Um so uh Brenda calls Nate at the wake. Um or was it Nate calling Brenda? Did I write this down wrong? Or it was Nate uh Brenda called Nate. Yeah, okay, I did have it right. Yes. But yeah, Nate's Nate's just like, hey we gotta wake up. We we need to be happy. Give Joe a chance. Give yourself a chance. Um tell him the truth. Mm-hmm. And Rico is not happy about him not paying attention to his job as usual. Um, so even even though that's what Rico's been doing for the last how many months? Because every time Sophia calls, he buckers off. Right. Uh, Sarah says George reminds her of Nathaniel. Wow! If that's how Nathaniel was, then I like him less. Yeah. I mean, we have you know basically saying that the. You know, the niceness is masking something else. I think it's a stretch, Sarah. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> there may be something, uh, some small thing that reminds her of Nate, but they seem like two totally different kinds of people to me. Yeah, to me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, okay, we know that Nate liked his privacy um, because, you know, he had that whole apartment and everything, the room. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, he didn't seem to be um, as treat Ruth so badly. Yeah, we didn't. We saw that in the first episode. He, you know, he's he is really sweet to her, and then he leaves. And even when she calls and calls him on the smoking, he's not like, "I wish you would leave me the f alone." You know, he's like, "Oh yeah." yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. with you guys. I don't think he's a carbon copy at no. all. No. no. Um, but I, maybe it's the whole mask like she's not dating people who are, are real or something i don't know or wearing people that are already up real and she says uh yeah we're we're uh we're we just keep picking the same person over and over again and she thinks sarah thinks she should get out more and um i agree Ruth says it's hard to when you're married and sarah says we're kind of this talks about this legacy that they carry on from their mother and it doesn't have to continue and that's a dare. Boom. Okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. Didn't, didn't land with as much authority as I thought it would. All right. <laughs> so Brenda says uh, she has been scared and acted out in old patterns to Joe. Said she slept with someone a few times. And it's not you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Love that yeah. one. Yeah. She probably should not have told him. I mean, seriously. And, um... I hated this scene. Because yeah. I don't think that was a very good performance by Justin Thoreau. Um, and did he... He kept saying, I, I don't think I've ever liked anybody as much as I like you. Yeah. I, Is I, he a real I, person? I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, him, him acting that way seems to me like he's masking some sort of terrible stuff as well it's a weird weird scene it was like i mean he's like in his mid-30s right he's been in a relationship don't or 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 what i don't know (laughs) yeah i don't know what do you guys moira does i i don't know it's almost do you remember when he was trying to um express to her what he needed sexually and i remember thinking he did that so awkwardly Mm -hmm. it makes me wonder if he's not gotten this far with anybody else in terms of being able to be honest about what his needs are. So like not many girls have crossed the timey up test. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, I I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It did seem kind of strange. I was, Um, I was really focused on how the way Brenda told him to me was just not really that great. (laughs) It was not, it seemed really like cold. Yes, like she didn't care that much. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. She wasn't. She's just saying it was all all about her and what you know. And it wasn't like his fault at all. It he, he it's almost as if he didn't even factor into the whole thing. It's just right. Yeah, that's pretty much what she was yeah. saying, which is not what you want to be hearing. <laughs> yeah. And then well, what he, he was. No, sir. What he was saying, um, it just that struck me as stuff that you might be thinking after the fact internally later, but not at the time. It, yeah, it wasn't. You're right, Steph. It was an awkward. 
just awkward. Yeah. Now, okay, he knew she was a sex addict, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. She so, warned him right off at the, the first introduction, pretty much. Right. So the fact that he is so adamant that it's over, it, to me, it seems very... Um, like he wasn't into it as much as he's saying he was because he knew that she was a sex addict. This is something that could happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you saying you're surprised that he would give up this quickly or be yes. this, this black and white about it instead of oh, saying, okay, right. you told me you're being honest. I appreciate that. Yeah. Let's try one more time. You know, yeah. It's, I know what you're saying. Maybe okay that's what struck for- me too. It's okay for him to be very upset about this and want to be out, but I don't feel like he should be so door closed because it's, you know, it's like, okay, if she was an alcoholic, the chance of her having a drink, backsliding, Mm -hmm. it could happen. You know, this just happens to be sex. You can't take, for a sex addict, you can't, Take a betrayal like this, you know, an affair with some as something so completely personal mm-hmm. as you know, like in this case, maybe it might be because it was yeah, with Nate, but in that's... general, it's more of um, uh, a control issue and them, they're you know dealing with situations in the wrong way you know, more than a love affair. Yeah, like if she had okay, if it hadn't been Nate and it had just been some guy um because she was getting scared, that would make more sense to me, but I think the tell is the fact that she wasn't honest with Joe when he asked her, is it anybody I know? And she lied. Yes, but he doesn't know this. No, I know that, but but my point is, if she's really thinking she's going to wipe the slate clean and let's try it again, and then you lie about that fact, then again, she's lying to herself more than anything, right? Right. Yeah. Right. They, so they probably it's doomed. should be over, but the yeah, the fact that he was so ready for it to be over to me seemed extremely, um, uh, just. Yeah. Very uh, kind of narrow-minded in the fact that he knew she was a sex addict. I would posit even though uh, he has his kinks, he really probably doesn't have any experience of how to have a relationship with a sex addict. So, you know, I think it it was a bit knee-jerk, but I mean. But, okay, if I was, if I dated someone and they told me right off they were a sex addict, right? This is something I have no experience with. What do you think the first thing I would Have do would be? I would find out, yes, no, no before that, maybe right after that. I would find out more information. I would do some research. You would not would do research first. Out. You do research after. After the, the first yes. sex, yes. But before I started feeling for them, before I started having I would posit you know, that you would feel them, them during sex. <laughs> Before I start having emotions for them, that better. You know what I mean. I I would do some research and find out what I am in for because you know that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. That is a huge thing. And if you're going to take on a relationship with this person who has come right up front and told you this is their issue, you know this is a lot of baggage. If you're not ready for that baggage then maybe you shouldn't be with them. I think he was a little horny. I mean, you saw what he was holding with the door. Wait, of 
Of course she was, but still, you know, now they're in this relationship, buying a house. These are, these are huge yeah. things, and you really have to be able to um, know what you're doing. You know what I mean? You can't just do this mm-hmm. blind and think, oh, everything's going to be perfect and wonderful, even though this huge baggage is sitting here, you know, staring at me. I got it. I got it. Let me just put a let me just put a button on this scene by saying that in at the end of it, pretty much Brenda dares Joe to stay around. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, Keith and David are on the phone together, trying to interpret the meaning of Javier's message. At least Keith is. Well, should I make a pass at him? <laughs> And David cannot handle this. Yeah, that's a weird conversation to be having with your boyfriend. Yeah, Yeah, but they have that open kind of relationship. David wants it. Yeah, but still, you know, even if it is an open relationship, I'm sure they... You shouldn't discuss it. I'd say let's put this on hold until uh, my boyfriend is mentally able to deal with me sleeping with other people. Right. (laughs) But yeah, David wants it to stop, and uh, to Dez's chagrin, starts completely bawling on the phone and saying, "Why, why, why did this? Why happen? did this happen to me?" Yes. Dez. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I I was I was okay with it. You know, I mean, the sooner we can get all this friggin' emotion out, the sooner we can get over it. Dez, you're on, like Keith. So, you're like, let yeah. it out. Let it. out. Please yeah. let it out and don't bring it into the next episode. Exactly. Uh, Keith was good with yes, him on the was. phone. Yes, he was. And it made me sad, actually, because Keith was so far away. And, you know, if he was there, it would be so much better for the both of them. But him being so far away was just kind of really sad to me. Because he couldn't do a whole lot, but just, you know, talk to him. He couldn't hold him. All right, I really need to get into this next scene. Okay. Rico <laughs> comes home to Vanessa and she says she knows everything. She's got phone bells, all that stuff. Uh says She's quite a little private eye, yep. isn't she? Says she's been <laughs> But that is what you yeah. do. That is exactly yeah. what you do. Um he's protesting, you know, I just was helping her and uh she freaks out and punches him in the face. <laughs> yes. It was awesome. <laughs> Um, I wonder if I thought of that And she says I saw her And she loves you And says get out Mm. So He He's so I mean It would be one thing to risk losing your family If you were Banging the hot stripper But you're not even banging the hot stripper (laughs) And he didn't do a good job at all of explaining, you know, believably a, what the hell was going on. Another need is between no. me and the father. <laughs> I think I think he may think that because it was um, not a sexual relationship, right. it really that wasn't had, an affair. He didn't do anything. But it was an affair. It was you know an emotional affair, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's Absolutely. you know he's taking care of this other woman, so he is just. You know, uh, he's deluding himself. Um, may I propose the very first Fisher cast You Go Girl trophy to Vanessa? Can, is that okay with everybody? 
<laughs> yeah, I actually liked her in that scene. I was like, yes. <laughs> Vanessa, you go, girl. All right, there we you go. You go, girl. All right. So <laughs> Claire is tearing her room apart when Edie arrives, and Edie starts saying, I have to be with you. I really need you. But uh, actually, she's just returning the wallet that Claire's looking for. And then Claire says, fine, give up, let's sleep together. But first, let me... <laughs> wow, you know, I don't think I would want to after that. <laughs> it just seemed like, you I've know... I've settled for less. It wasn't very sexy. I've settled for less. <laughs> it was not sexy at all. It was more no. like, whatever, you wore me down, oh, let's do it and get it over with, you know? But, uh, yeah. Edie and Claire, huh? Huh? Yeah. It Let me just brush my teeth sexy. first. Yeah. <laughs> Very sexy. Hey, you know, Very she's sexy. got a clean mouth. It was, not, it was not the hot encounter I was hoping for. Well, we didn't really see it, did we? No, but we saw leading yeah. up to it, and it was not hot in any way. And it was so funny. I almost thought Claire was putting her on. I almost thought when she said, yes. yeah, okay, fine, let's go, that she was then going to say, are you kidding me? Like, it, it really mm. was the opposite, the antithesis of hot. <laughs> yeah, it really was. So, yeah, Edie's wondering what changed about it, and uh, Claire seems Claire thinks that, you know, she's got one side that really wants to and one side that's really doubting it, and maybe those doubts are just fears, and, you know, she needs to just do it and see what happens or whatever right and just do it claire just and do so it. does rico mm. who's having wild sex with sophia in the next scene <laughs> yeah. this well, just there you go, rico. i i you know i thought oh my god yeah. the last place you should go you moron right and okay so did he just completely throw his marriage away now because you know there he hadn't slept with her at all but now you think Vanessa's going to take you back now? And you, you think Sophia's going to let you go now? Sophia's not going to let you go like you said before mm-hmm. Des and Vanessa is not going to forgive this. No, he You couldn't. had a you had a sliver of chance there buddy, but Yes, it's gone now. I guess what did he feel like uh since he was being accused of it that he might as well be guilty of it so. or And that's the dumbest oh. thing ever. It was so stupid. <sighs> He's so stupid. Yes, he is so stupid. Yeah. I mean, really, it, if, I mean, well, this is, you know, fully functional people think this way, but, you know, this this encounter between her and him was months ago, I, I would just assume by now. Okay. Yes. And, you know, if they went to marriage counseling, maybe he could, you know, the counselor would be able to get it out of him that he, this entire thing that he's been doing all this time has been guilt you know and you know he's mm-hmm. feeling he's constantly trying to take care of her because uh, you know the, the, that this this in, this thing happened with her that he, he feels horrible about and i don't know maybe he's just like it's almost like paying her off as as well you know like yeah like he used her for sex and that yeah. was wrong and so he's got to make up for it or right, something right. yeah Right. That could well be the original psyche, but but then to I get what you're saying totally mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, he could have maybe had some therapy and realized that's what the motivation was, and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But instead, in his moment of need, his wife says, "Get out of here," and he goes to this woman who has been using him all along. I mean, this is going to be such a disaster. It's not like what do you think, yeah. Rico? You're going to make a life with her <laughs> and her little right. girl? Come on. Eh. 
She'll find some other poor sap to uh, yeah. know, be her little whipping boy. Um, so in the last scene, Nate is telling Maya all about Miley and how much fun they're going to have together when uh, Lisa shows up on the couch and says, hey, uh, didn't mean what I said before. Bad idea. <laughs> you know, you actually love Brenda and you should be with her. And Nate says, I think you're right. <laughs> I'll just go along with my ghost wife, whatever he, she says. I don't know why he's texting all you of a sudden. his own conscience? Yeah. Because that's all it was. It wasn't really a ghost. It was just him. What? I hate that so much. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I tr- whenever I see scenes like that, I try to justify it by, in 2004, this was fresh and new, but we've seen this so much, like with Dexter or whatever, that it seems old hat. It seems... Dexter ripped off six feet under. Yeah. And Michael C. Hall. <laughs> I was going to say, stole the star. <laughs> But yeah, that back then it was fresh and new, but now watching it now, it looks it seems like we've seen it a million times. Well, I don't know how many episodes we've had, but we've seen it that many times so far in the show. I don't know where I'm getting at. I'm just uh, you know, no one does. You're babbling. Good night for me. Um, all right, so um, with that, uh, let's see what what how can I possibly. Um, Bobby Carnival had a podcast about him, and it's called hmm? Carnicast. Calling all carnies, freaks, and roustabouts. Roll up, roll up, and come and check out Carnicast. I'm Claire, and I'm a huge fan of the critically acclaimed HBO show Carnival. Not seen it? Well, until recently, neither had these guys. I'm Matt. I'm Naomi. And I'm Tammy. Together, inspired by other intro casts, we are watching the show and reviewing it episode by episode. Whether you're already a fan of the show, or, like Matt, Mel and Tammy, just watching it for the first time, Carnicast is perfect for you. And if you're watching it for the first time, don't worry, there are no spoilers here. You can visit us at carnicast.blogspot.com or find us on iTunes and Facebook by searching for Carnicast. Let's shake some dust, children! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're back. Um, That really wasn't about Bobby Carnival. It's an intro cast. It's over now, but we definitely want you to take a listen to it and watch Carnival if you haven't already. Stares at people who haven't. Mm. Stares. And now we can go... So we're, we're done talking about the episode, I guess? Uh, well, we still have Last Rites, um, but we are doing Fisher of the Week right now. Oh, you didn't, like, say anything about it being the end of the episode, so I got a little confused, because usually I think you say something about oh. that end of the episode. <laughs> I usually say something starting with, starting with and with that... <laughs> Because that's just oh. my my gimmick, apparently. That's probably stolen from another podcast I listen to it unconsciously. <laughs> um, so with that, uh, let's get into Fisher of the Week, uh, which we award the Fisher family member who's our favorite this week, and we say why. And uh, let's go with our guest. 
Steph, I'm I being a mother figure yourself. I'm assuming. <laughs> then I'm gonna pick a mother. Um, yeah. She's gonna throw things She's at you. Totally soon. No, I'm things. just letting you know. No, because the mothers we have here are Ruth, mm-hmm. and Ruth was weak and. Uh, she allowed herself to be uh, uh, no not Ruth and not Nate because he's listening to a figment of his imagination and uh, not um, David because he's oh my gosh a mess Claire she's still wishy-washy too because she doesn't know if she wants to are you um, gonna pick Ghost Lisa? No. <laughs> yeah, we're running out of fishers. Uh, so baby Maya. I mean, I've picked Nathaniel before, so Lisa's always up for grabs if she's in an episode. Even though I'm really just saying so and so's, you know, conscience. I'm just going to say the person's story that I was most interested in would have been. Uh, Claire, she will be my Fisher of the Week because her story was the most interesting. Nice. Okay, D- did I just hear Me Too, Des? Oh, yeah, I said that. Me Too because I found her story to be the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, go, um, go in bed. Um, I um, thought they all were pretty lame. Oh, if you guys can see what I see right now. <laughs> Uh, Gavin is pulling his underwear up into his butt to show off his cheeks. <laughs> um, Boy humor. Oh, just tell him about the thousands of people who are going to hear that. Yeah, well, you know, 12-year-old boys are dumb. Um, so, anyways, um, yeah, they were all kind of lame this week. Um, Ruth was being belittled by her husband. David was still suffering from his PTSD, annoyingly so. Um, Nate was just an inconsiderate jerk. Um, And Claire, I mean, Claire was okay, except for, you know, the way she gave in with uh, Edie really bugged me a lot. Reluctantly. Um, I mean... Golly, have a, be excited. This is your first yes. lesbian experience. <laughs> either <laughs> either do it because you want to do it or right. don't do it. No, if you're you know? afraid to do it, don't do it. Exactly. So that really annoyed me, so I can't pick her. Um, oh, that only leaves me with two horrible choices. <laughs> Let's see. I am going to. Oh, I really can't. I really can't pick Maya though because that haircut <sighs> was so god awful. Laughing was adorable. Don't you? No, I didn't even notice did her I laughing. Talk to you? Her little laughter, her giggle was so yes. cute at the end. Did, did, I, I wrote down cutest laugh giggling. ever. Did, I mean, does I mean before you pick the the whole. How how she acted in this episode? Uh, we talked about this. It was did she act? Because all I could see was a haircut and her sitting. That's all I could see. I saw no acting from the child. Well, you need I, to see more in her than just her hair. I mean, Robert I Pattinson was, was trying so to fight that acting. off too. 
Yeah, well, then don't have such a distinctive haircut, hmm. okay? And then people will see you for more than just the hair. Um, I am going to go with, I'm going to pick Lisa. <gasps> I'm going to pick imaginary, imaginary Nate Conscious Lisa <laughs> because um, I think she actually uh, helped him realize that he's in love with Brenda. Hmm. Get that. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to her. Because it's not really Lisa, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Moira. Wow, my jaw's still on the floor. Never thought I'd hear that. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, it's not really Lisa. <laughs> similar to what the gang has been saying here. Um, <clears throat> pretty much everything that Stefan and Des just said, except I'm going to pick Claire and I'm going to do it for a couple of reasons. One, because in the opening scene, she's the one who went to David's and gave him support, which I thought was pretty cool that she did this really nice supportive mm-hmm. kind thing for her brother. So I liked that. I like the fact that she finally took a, a photograph that she's really enchanted with. So um, I'm always happy for her when I see her doing something in her art that's creative and positive instead of feeling insecure about herself. I always like it when she's uh, spreading her wings a bit and, and growing yeah. that way. So I like that. And then as for um, the sexual experimentation, I, I agree with you guys that the, you know, the way she chose to do it was kind of awkward and reluctant. But at the same time, I'm glad she's going to at least do it. I'm glad she's going to say, fine, I need to know for myself. I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. So for all those reasons, I'm going to give it to Claire. Well, um, I'm going to make Vanessa a Fisher, and I'm <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> if we can't do it with Keith, you can't do it with Vanessa, <laughs> right? Or even Brenda. Yeah. Oh, we've missed up so many chances uh, for giving uh, a character of the week to Brenda too, because she's had some good ones as well. Yes. Not this one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to give it to Nate's sperm. Um, it's still a fisher. Oh, I didn't know that was a choice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, weighing it all out, I would have to say uh, I'm, I'm going to give it to Claire as well. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. It was great. Okay, so it was great f- for all the reasons that you said, Moira, um, as well as. The fact that I, you know, rather than getting mad and, you know, rebelling against the criticism that she gets in class, it looks like she really, you know, you know, took it uh, to heart. I guess that's the wrong saying. She understood it. No, that's I think. right. Yeah. yeah. Like she wasn't like, why didn't they like those pictures of blah, blah, blah. But, um, and I think the, uh, I mean, being a person who's had many lesbian experiences himself, I would say that um, her dealings with um, uh, Edie seem very real. And let's just ignore the fact that I started the sentence with uh, ignorance. Um, but I, I do think, you know, it just seemed real to me and uh, I liked it a lot and uh, I want to encourage it. Now I'm sounding <laughs> terrible again. I've been on. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> um, praying for a great opening scene next week. No. Um, oh, no, not the opening scene because I don't want to see them die. But uh, no. Okay. So um, with that, 
<laughs> I'm sorry, everybody, for this episode. Listener eulogies. Uh, we have two bits of feedback here. Yeah, something from Yvette and something from Will. Um, okay, I can okay. go and do Yvette's if you want. It says, spoilers for the dare. Hey, FisherCast. Hope you're not getting this twice. I was having some email issues. This is Yvette. I last wrote way back at the beginning of season three. As you may or may not remember, one of the reasons I loved that season, even if I was the only one who loved that season, <laughs> was Kathy Bates. So it's no surprise that I'm glad to see her back. I love her dynamic with Ruth. Ruth has just seemed so sad ever since she married George. It's nice to see her smiling again. It's interesting how Sarah points out how George is like Nate Sr. Of course, Ruth doesn't know about Nate Sr.'s secret room above the Indian restaurant, but we do. We know that he, like George, didn't want Ruth to know everything. And that's got to be unnerving for a control freak like Ruth. <laughs> I also feel like we're beginning to see flashes of old season one Nate coming back, and I'm glad. Maybe he's coming out of his grief finally? Can't wait to hear your thoughts, Yvette. Yes, I... I feel like that too. Just flashes. Like the whole um, thing about him being uh, kind of an inconsiderate jerk at work, definitely yeah. not. But like, <laughs> no. you know, uh, otherwise, I, you know, I, I do see a little bit. He's trying to break through, break through the, the grief and the assholeness. Like I said <laughs> yes. before, if he was just a bigger asshole and louder about it, I'd be okay with it. Like if he's just like screaming at people, I love it. But, you know, this just yeah. kind of like this, well, I didn't want to come back. No. Stop being like that, Nate. Yeah. That's... Just be awesome, dude. Yeah. Come on. All right, you want me to read Wills? Yeah, including in the subject line. <laughs> yeah. It says, four times oh seven, the dar. The dar. <laughs> you, forgot, the dar. you forgot your E, Will. <laughs> Um, it, it's been sitting in my inbox saying the dar, and every time I see it, I just laugh. <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Will. Uh, oh, there's a letter too. I'm not the only one. <laughs> um, he says, "Hey, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, I wanted to send in some feedback since I've picked up the show again, and I'm now in the same place Yay. as you." Also, I felt bad every week when Moira asked for feedback, and I didn't have any to give. <laughs> <laughs> guilt, 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 guilt. <laughs> This episode was interesting, though not one of my favorites. I have a few thoughts. Uh, I really hate Michelle Trachtenberg on the show. <laughs> I don't. I like her. Um, I'm glad Keith came out and work. I think that's to see at work. Uh, that guy was getting on my nerves with the F word. I hope coming out doesn't cost Keith his job. They all seem cool with it, right? Making a pass at that guy would be a big mistake. See? Yeah. See? Thanks for backing uh, me up. I'd well. like to say something too. Um, oh my gosh, Michelle Trachtenberg dancing in that club. Okay, go on. Yeah, that <laughs> was great. Um, okay, next uh, point. Get out, get out, get out. Next point. Does, Sorry. <laughs> does Nate have a hairy chest or what? <laughs> Didn't he used to have a smooth chest? <laughs> Him and George should have a chest off. Oh George my God. No. <laughs> one of them would be sexy and the other one. What if no. they brought Nikolai oh. in? <laughs> oh shit we have a ringer <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, back to the email uh, whenever Claire and her art school friends start talking all I hear is blah 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 <laughs> so I don't really know what's going on with her except that she might be munching on her friends sometime soon <laughs> that's really well put it makes me seem so much better thank you Will 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. As much as I hate seeing people fight, I was looking forward to Rico versus Vanessa. Too bad he stupidly went to his hoe after the mm. fight. <laughs> I like the Futurama-like heads of George's ex-wives. I don't think anybody believes George and Ruth will last. Yeah, no. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad to be watching this show again. Talk to y'all later. Will. P.S. Hey, would you blow me in an onion patch? <laughs> <laughs> I love Will. He's so funny. Oh, Will. <laughs> Get back at me, W. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll just summarize the come. Oh, man. Okay. Last rites. Our final thoughts of the episode. And uh, in the ratings. So um, let's start with stuff again. Um, okay. Nobody, well, other than, uh, I, I don't feel like this episode was like pure misery porn like the rest of it is. I the mean, rest of it? Like the rest of it is. Um, I mean, it is wow. kind of so <laughs> sad seeing Keith. I mean, seeing David struggle with, you know, what with what is post-traumatic stress. But other than that, this was not such a downer of an episode. It was, I enjoyed it. So, and nothing really um, special happened. Nothing really significant happened. But um, I will give it seven and a half onions. Onion, patches. onion onions, uh, onion patches, blowjobs, onion, uh, blow oh. onion flavored blowjobs. Oh my gosh, they should put that in a bag. <laughs> oh wow. I'm telling you, like Doritos needs to like release that. <laughs> Here's a bag of onion flavored blowjobs. It's like it tastes that good. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Moira, you want to go next? <laughs> sure. I um. I enjoyed this episode. There were parts of it that made me giggle. Um, and we got a lot of... Some things did happen in this episode. I mean, we got the confrontation... Or confrontation. Sorry, I can't talk either tonight. It's catching up. It's a late Monday thing. <laughs> between between uh, Vanessa and Rico. Yeah, that's And true. that's pretty big. Um, yeah. We got Nate, at least, deciding that he thinks he really does want to try to make a go of it with Brenda, which I thought was pretty big. Um and, uh, you know, we got Claire deciding that she's going to go carpet munching. So, hey, <laughs> that's something too. <laughs> Probably not really integral to the overall plot, however. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, it was it was light enough and, and, uh, and the David scenes are tough. But I don't think that they're being maudlin about it. I think they're handling it pretty well. So, I, um, I, I don't mind them at all. I mean, there had to be some fallout and they're showing it to us. But they're not making the entire focus of the episode around that. So, that's good yeah. too. So overall, I would give it um, seven and a half out of ten. Tragically misplaced earrings. <laughs> Does um, okay. Um, see, yeah, Moira, what you're saying about how they're not making um, you know David's fallout from his experience like the whole center of the episode. I like that. Thank goodness. I mean. It's it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be when the event happened. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that, about that. The, the event actually um, is like a cross between Lost and 24, if you think about it. 
No, if they had a baby. Oh, had a baby. That's right. Yes. Oh, uh, babies. Uh, Continue. <laughs> it would probably be cuter than mine if they had a baby. Um, so there were a lot of things I actually liked with, about this episode. I liked Celeste dancing in the nightclub. <laughs> Keith came out at work. I like um, uh, visiting with Sarah and... Um, um, Tina. Um, Tina. Thank you, oh, my mom. Thank you. I forgot to mention that. You're right. That was awesome. <laughs> um, I like that uh, Claire. I I liked a lot of Claire's storyline, like her staying with David, and you know, her in her little thing with Edie. Except for that last little bit, just just bugged me. Other than that, I liked a lot of it. Um, I like that Nate realized that he loves Brenda. And that Brenda and Joe are probably broken up now, so she can get back to Nate. Um, and I love that Rico got punched in the fucking face. <laughs> that was the best part of the episode. <laughs> I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. Lonely little petunias in an onion patch. <gasps> don't be using that oh, as a rating to- system if you don't like that, like Maya. I just thought it's not, it has nothing to do with Maya. It was just so inexplicable to me. It was just like, <laughs> what? That I had just, I even put it on Twitter after I watched the episode. <laughs> you know? After I saw that, I was, I, I direct messaged Maya. I was like, 23 minutes in, Des is he going did. to freak out. <laughs> 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 and then I got to it and I went, oh, this is hysterical. <laughs> okay. It, was, it wasn't that I thought it was horrible, but it just made me cringe because that's the kind of thing that you like, you know, that's like private family stuff. So I, I just watching yeah. it just You're the of, Anita ugh. at that table. Yeah, exactly. Like WTF. Exactly. It was cute that they were all you know, united and, you know, singing to Maya and everything. That that was, I was fine with all that. Just the song was weird. <laughs> all right, I think I've talked enough about uh, all the stuff I liked. I, I agree with a lot of what you guys are talking about, and I'd like to wrap this episode up. So I'm going to give it a 8 out of 10 pinky touches. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's uh, let's bury Sarah's boyfriend, Bernie. Um, huh. on iTunes, you can leave us a review. Really would like it, and a star rating, and or both. Forty-eight, 48 stars. stars, please. Yes. And did we already bury a Bernie? Not Sarah's boyfriend, Bernie. He's still alive. No, <laughs> is that why you said Sarah's boyfriend, Bernie? I, I'm not even sure <laughs> if there was, a, was there uh, another Bernie I buried. The, was that really the boyfriend's name? Yeah, for real? she was talking about him. Oh, okay. Wasn't what was Margaret's husband's name? Bernard. Bernard. Or Bernard. Yeah, yeah. didn't she call him Bernie? No. Once or no, twice. I called him Bernard. Oh. Mm, Bernard. Okay. And well, I started. I, could, I, I, I called Margaret sworn... Maggie until Claire chastised me for it. So, <laughs> well, I could have sworn that she called him Bernie a few times, or he called himself Bernie or something, because that's what I thought his name was. Anyways. Uh, you can visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com. Leave us a voicemail at 541-2-EMBALM. And visit us on the Facebook. You know, Des, I struggle every week to come up with these this just to appease you. 
And you're just like, oh, yeah. F you, use that one for blah, blah. No, 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 no. I was just curious about. You're be curious? You know, didn't the show bury Barney? <laughs> Let's put it that one. Now you should just go back to saying. I, I'm not going to tell you what kind of, you know, any of my sexual curiosities, okay? <laughs> you can just. Hear that on Bitch, please. Yes, exactly. <laughs> No, I thought the show buried Bernie, not like, you know, not uh, our show, but Six Feet Under. I thought that was, I thought his name was Bernie. Well, yeah, I guess so. Moira, can you get us out of this? Or we could um, have you write to us at fishercast1 at gmail.com with your thoughts on future episodes. Just put the episode title in your mail, please, so that we don't get spoiled. Thank you. And you can send us an email and let us know if his name was ever Bernie in the show. And even if you misspell the episode title, if you get it close enough, <laughs> we'll we can figure it out. We can. <laughs> Steph, oh Steph, are you yes. still awake over there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Steph. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I had a great time Thank as always. You. I love it when you come, Steph. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Come to Fisher Cast. I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> Turns so dirty. Wow. Oh, it's all this fire. So, Steph, what are the many places we can find you? What's on with Steph and Dez? That is my Ooh. weekly television podcast that I do with Desiree. Uh, Potential Cast, that's my Buffy intro podcast. <laughs> At potentialcast.com. Redemption Cast, that's my angel intro cast, at redemptioncast.blogspot.com that I do with you, Robin. Robin. And is, (laughs) I was trying to think, do I do any more podcasts? That's all. (laughs) That's what I've been considering lately, too. Moira! We've got to do a podcast. <laughs> I was about to say, hey, we could do a medical podcast together. We could. Stuff. Oh, my God. And Anna McCast is still up for grabs, so <laughs> I want to do that. Oh, God. Des, where that stuff Des not yes. described already, can we find you on the web? Where else? But I'm on what's home with Stefan does. I'm on, bitch, please, but we just haven't done an episode lately. But there's one we'll coming. probably be back. Probably. Well, you're going to have to do it now. Well, there will probably be one coming. Go to bitch, oh, bepleasecast.blogspot.com and you can find the episodes we have done so far. <laughs> They're not on iTunes, even though we submitted in October. <laughs> Um, you can find Moira getting into a cry hug session with Ruth, Sarah, and Bettina. And, uh, you can also find, uh, her on the Twitter. That's at Moira Brown with an E at the end. Like if you... D- do I get wine? I, do, I get wine with the cry hug session, oh, absolutely. right? absolutely. And, and extra special girl time. <laughs> Ooh. Not that extra special. Jeez, guys. God. Anyway, um... <laughs> You can find me on, well, here and what Steph talked about. And uh, so, uh, oh, and on Twitter, at El Robinero. Uh, so that's it for FisherCast this week. Next week, your homework is Season 4, Episode 8, Coming and Going. And we'll have our special guest, Gabby, coming by for that one. As for the Dar, 
We therefore commit this episode to the ground. <laughs> ashes to ashes and dust to dust. And dust to dust. Bye. But I'm feeling I'm feeling good